Hi, Psychic listeners. Did you know that a psychic story is turning five this June? That's right, five years and nearly 200 episodes of sharing real stories by real people who lead supernatural lives and mystifying mysticism together. To celebrate, I plan to do a special five-year anniversary episode, and it will be for and to celebrate you, the incredible listeners of the show who have been on this journey with me and the podcast guests every step of the way. As I reflect on the last five years, I'd love to hear from you. What have been your top aha moments of listening to a psychic story? Is there anything you've learned that's changed your perspective, shifted your understanding, or just amazed you? I'm inviting you to be a part of this special episode by sharing your thoughts and reflections with the rest of the world. You can leave a voicemail message at 1-800-880-1881. That's 1-800-880-1881. Or you can record a voice memo and email it to contact at a psychicstory.com to share your favorite moments and insights. Please be sure to send your stuff in soon so it's included for the special June episode. You are a psychic story, and I can't wait to hear what you share. Let's make the five-year anniversary celebration one to remember. Thank you for being a part of this journey. It's truly a blessing to be in your lives. Here's to many more years of stories and possibilities. You are listening to A Psychic Story, a podcast that shares behind-the-scenes insights of people who lead supernatural lives among the ordinary. And I'm your host, Nicole Bigley. Join me every other Wednesday as I dispel the myths behind magic and lore. Welcome to A Psychic Story. episode of A Psychic Story, Priyalaki, a holistic medicine practitioner, discusses how she shifted her career from defending people on death row to learning about Reiki and other spiritual modalities in order to begin her spiritual coaching journey. Burnout and midlife crises are common terms we use in today's society, but Priya was able to recognize that it is more than just a fad. In fact, it is a spiritual awakening. On this episode of A Psychic's Story, Priya Lockie joins us to talk about her career in justice and fighting for people's lives and how that took a turn to help others spiritually through Awaken Anata. I'm thrilled to have Priya join to discuss how to awaken your inner guru. Thank you for joining today, Priya. Oh, it's really great to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. Why don't you start with sharing how you came into energy works and everything from and going from your corporate career into the metaphysical? Sure. Um, that's a story that started uh, a few years ago uh, when I was severely burnt out from being a criminal defense lawyer. And ever since I was um, young, I knew I wanted to be a lawyer. And as I chose the profession, I recognized that it was taxing and demanding, and I had no tools within me uh, to actually have what people would consider work-life balance. And there were so many signs along the way during my career where I was using a lot of skills to numb out versus to transcend. So I was drinking too much, I was partying too much, and I was, you know, not paying attention to my feelings and not paying attention to the signs that my health was, you know, maybe not declining, but not great. And one day, my body 
state and my mind essentially gave out on me. I couldn't get out of bed. My relationship with my partner was really suffering. I was not happy. There was no joy in my life. And my career, the one thing that I thought was my purpose for existence had been so difficult that I no longer wanted to go to work. And so then I was really, really stuck because the type of lawyering I did was passion-driven and purpose-driven. I worked with clients on death row. So it was something that I was really believed in. And I didn't know what else to do. I'd been to therapy and that wasn't working for me. I had tried yoga classes and that wasn't working for me. And so when my body gave out on me and I couldn't get out of bed for three days, I felt like that was the start of a spiritual awakening. And I really went into a deep, deep place of healing, a lot of which was out of my conscious. And through those three days, I got an intuitive hit that I needed to go to India. I didn't really want to go to India. I was looking to go to the beach. India was a difficult place to go. It's where my family is from, but I didn't necessarily feel a connection to India. And yet I didn't know what else to do. And so I answered that call. I didn't know it was intuition speaking to me because I had never really trusted my intuition before then. But I actually then finally had an answer to everyone who was asking me what's wrong and what are you going to do about it? I was like, I'm going to go to India. And then the next question was, what are you going to do there? And I said, I don't know. And so that's what I did. I bought a, I bought a ticket to India back in 2016, at the end of 2016. And I knew that the place I needed to land was my mother's sister's house. My mother's sister is a yoga teacher and a Reiki energy healer. And so I said, okay, she's at least going to do something because there's something to be done here. And luckily for me, she took one look at me when I landed at the airport and said, I got this. I'm going to take care of you. And because of her beautiful spiritual practice and years and years of devotion to energy work, she was able very quickly to look at my energy bodies and look at my mental state and look at my physical health. And she literally nursed me back to life. And I thought India was going to be two to three weeks and I would come back to the U.S. and it would be fine. I would go back to my job and life would be just back to normal. And what ended up happening is I stayed in India for well over a year. Wow. It was a long time. It was totally unplanned, right? So I left I left a condo. I didn't I don't even think I stopped the mail, honestly. Like I just like, oh, I just come back. And so what I recognized after those initial two to three weeks when I finally started feeling a little bit of relief in my body and my mind and my spirit was that what I thought was a burnout was actually the start of a spiritual awakening or it's commonly called, called the dark night of the soul, which is which is a time of initiation into a higher calling or a higher purpose. Where that just go, gave me the chills. So did, <laughs> that, that, that phrase, yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful time in retrospect, but when you're going through it, it's like your world falls apart at lightning speed and you're in complete chaos. How did you find out that that was what you were going through? Was it through the year of being there and and getting and starting to trust your intuition more? It was definitely part of it, but I'll tell you what the biggest difference between what I would consider what I what I thought was to be in a severely depressed state mm-hmm. versus the dark night of the soul. The difference was that I was questioning my purpose and who am I 
And what am I doing here on this planet and in this body? A bigger existential question of just everything versus feeling sad and... mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Although many, many of the signs are similar, the biggest difference between depression and the dark night is that question of purpose and the wanting to get to the bottom of who am I really? And what is the point of this thing called life really. And I recognize that that's what I was going through probably a couple of months into my journey when when I started feeling a little better, literally feeling better, then my brain and my heart and my mind was able to go to the bigger existential questions. And then I was just became a voracious seeker. I was going to Reiki classes. I was going to uh, coaching. I was going to spiritual development classes. I was learning about Eastern philosophy. And all of a sudden, I felt like I had a purpose like I had never had in my entire life. While dealing with emotional trauma, my shadow was coming up. So I knew that I was in a healing crisis, not a life crisis. And that's essentially how I started down my journey towards the esoteric and the metaphysical was when my old life decided that it was time for my new life to show up and it forced me down a path. Do you think that people who go through midlife crises, obviously it is a thing, but do you think that some people that are going through that actually are going through this spiritual awakening as well? I know it's... Yeah, absolutely. I call it a midlife awakening. Okay. Yeah. I feel that it's just in a lot of ways in the Western world, we we speak to when somebody's going through that because when you're questioning what is your purpose in life why are you here how can you make a difference is what i'm doing actually making an impact most people think oh well that's because they're going through x y and z and it's just a, sort of an age thing and i think that that's very important for people to hear and learn more about is exactly that you were able to recognize it for what it is And also know that if you are going through that yourself, that maybe it is a higher calling and it is something that actually something beautiful can come out of it. Absolutely. And it doesn't have to just be midlife, right? You can have a quarter life awakening. And once you research more about this dark night of the soul, you recognize that there are instances that happen in your childhood that are equivalent to the dark night of the soul. There are instances that happen in your young adulthood in your adolescence, all with the purpose of showing you that it's time to get off autopilot. It's time to really, really wonder what you're all about and what is the intention of your existence. I know in the work that I do now, and I'm just because of the energetics of the planet, and as they're moving and speeding up and we're moving into a higher consciousness, as Mama Earth is going through her own dark night of the soul, more and more people are coming into my office in a severe state of awakening, but having no tools to recognize what to do about it because no one actually teaches us this stuff. Well, let's get into that because I think that that is definitely why you know, we're talking today is one, how do people recognize the signs in themselves? And it sounds like, you know, you've already touched upon a little bit of that, but then also what are the tools that people can do individually? And then also how we can support one another. Yeah, absolutely. I think the biggest goal or the biggest thought to have or the most beneficial thought to remember is that you're descending into the heart of yourself when you're in the midst of a spiritual awakening 
as profound as the dark night. And it's one in which it's taking you from one phase of a life to another. And more often than not, we don't choose it willingly. We don't choose to have this happen. Our soul chooses it for us. And so it's a sign of like a higher calling, right? And, and, and it's a sign that your pain and loneliness is actually here to prepare you for your destiny. And so remembering that the breakdown is going to lead to a breakthrough, I believe is the number one tool. Because it's not easy when you're in crisis. It's not easy when someone doesn't understand what you're feeling. It's not easy when you don't understand what you're feeling. Yeah, you mentioned the numbing part. And I think that that's a really important piece for me. And but then hopefully it also resonates with others out there, too, that for me, the going through things, I always have tried to not feel it because I think to myself, if I'm not feeling it, then I don't have to experience it. And that always is not is not a good idea. <laughs> I would say probably never it's it, it being a good idea because it does numb you and you aren't open then and it also then takes that much longer for that energy to pass through you and you don't get the lesson and you don't it doesn't resonate. So I think that that's something that and we go to doctors and we pop pills and we do, you know, we may go to therapy like you said and I'm not knocking any of that, but it is also just stay look within yourself moment of, okay, I'm experiencing this for a reason, embracing it, and then trying to figure out, okay, what am I learning from this? And when you embrace it and learn the lesson, then you move on a lot more quickly. Yeah. Yeah. But it's hard, right? It's hard Mm -hmm. to look at ourselves in the mirror. It's hard to recognize our shadow. It's hard to feel supported when we're going to the depths of our despair and all the things that we don't actually want to believe are true about us. And so that's where I think the second really important step comes in, which is we are not meant to go through the dark night alone. There is a lot of work that we do in introspection. There's a lot of work that we do by going inward, but it is vitally important to have a support system or person or team around you to help remind you that you're going through the pain so the light can shine through. And so whether that's an energy healer, whether that's a coach, whether that's a spiritual teacher, whether that's a pastor, whether that's a friend who's really committed to seeing your magnificence when you can't, to me, that is vitally important. Because as you go through the parts in which you'd rather numb versus feel, that's when you're going to need the most lifting up. And the best way to do that is to have someone else beside you walking along. And if people don't know necessarily where to go for that, is that I would I would say first look within and, and trust your intuition. But a lot of times when you're in turmoil, you don't necessarily even know where to begin. So what resources or, or what areas could people research to find that support? There's a lot of groups online, metaphysical groups, awakening groups, women's circle group, uh, depending on wherever people are located. If you're in the Atlanta area, uh, the Center for Love and Light, where I work, is filled with practitioners uh, that do this kind of work. I know, I, I mean, I do this kind of work with many, many of my clients, but there's resources online. There's resources. If you go to metaphysical shops, oftentimes they'll have uh, cards there of individuals that you might be able to talk to. And of course, resonance matters, right? Talk to a human before you decide whether they're the right human for you to help walk through this process. 
And sometimes you'll start with a one human and decide that you need another human because your vibration has changed and it no longer resonates with the person in front of you. I mean, that is all part of the growth, right? Because again, mm-hmm. the dark night is here to initiate you. And one way in which it does that is it wants you to use your discernment and it wants you to use your intuition. So definitely embracing it and looking for support externally and what your support system is. And then walk me through or or us through what it actually, I mean, for each person, I imagine it's going to be very different because it's individual and it is spiritual. But what are some of the things that you went through so that we could kind of see how you evolved and, you know, what to kind of expect when you're going through the dark night? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are absolutely no two dark nights that are the same. However, there are steps or stages that I believe each one of us who is either in it or has gone through it or will go through it experience. And the first stage is called the craft. I mean, it's very simply where life begins falling apart and it's different for each of us. And then I think you go through something of falling into an unknown like I did. So I craft and I was like, but everything I thought was me was supposed to make me happy. And now I'm not happy So what is it that I'm falling into? What is it that I'm seeking? What is the unknown, right? And that's where the ego steps in and keeps trying to help us be the thing that we're actually no longer are because it's safe. So now we get into a fight with what do I really want and what do I don't want and what's real and what's not real. So get ready for that stage. (laughs) Then I believe you fall deeper into the shadow because once the ego comes off and you're like, oh, I'm actually not the lawyer that I thought I was. And I don't want to be the partner that I think I am. And I don't want to live in this house that I live in anymore. And I don't want this and I don't want that. Well, then what do I want? And before we can get to what do I want, we've got to get to what's caused all the pain to begin with. So I used to call that phase the underworld. I felt like I was just like in an underworld that no one else knew what was going on. And I could be really, you know, happy on the outside sometimes and be completely unfulfilled and caged in on the inside. I remember that so vividly because if I went around outside and really showed what I was feeling on the inside, I think people would think that I was really not able to keep anything together. So in that shadow work is where I spent the most amount of time. I got really crystal clear on what was wrong or what I thought was wrong with me versus now recognizing that there was actually nothing wrong with me. These were just lessons I had to learn, lessons about maybe how I judged people or what anger I held or what rage I was keeping or how I was manipulating others or how I was treating other people, right? The shadow, the stuff that we want to numb out, that's the underworld. And then finally, I think once you get through that, you start transcending the pain, like moving beyond the pain. And recognizing that the pain is a gift and recognizing that there's light at the end of the tunnel. And these first few stages could last months or years, right? It just depends on the individual and the journey that they're on. There's no right, wrong, good or bad. And then I think once you start transcending the pain, you finally start coming around to being comfortable with yourself, to embodying your beauty, to finding yourself again remembering that the whole time you were the one that you were looking for, you were the one that you were missing. And then you finally start beginning to trust. You finally start coming back to light 
and then there's joy and bliss and a complete metamorphosis from the caterpillar to the butterfly. I think those are the stages that most dark nights go through. And you mentioned that Mother Earth or Mama Earth, which I love that reference, is going through her own dark night. And then therefore, that means that other people are being awakened a little bit faster or or more commonly, I should say. What exactly is is the Earth experiencing? I mean, I could probably guess (laughs) based on what I just hear and see as well, but just share a little bit with that because that's interesting to me. There's a, an ascension happening on the planet. Ascension means a moving beyond. And we're moving from one vibrational frequency to another. And Mother Earth, the planet that we all inhabit, is also going through her own ascension. And so since we are part of nature, because we are nature, we are feeling her frequency and her rumble and her change. And that's awakening us. You know, her earthquakes are causing life quakes. Her volcano eruptions are causing life eruptions because we're all connected and we always have been. And so the beauty of what's happening is that as the planet is evolving into what we would call unity consciousness, where we're really starting to believe and understand that there's more to life than separation, that we're actually more connected than we are different that each of us individually are starting to recognize that we are more than our egos and our personalities and that there's more love than hate within ourselves and our lives. And so that's causing literally the energy vibration that's shifting on planet Earth. Earth is causing humans to change their own energy vibration. People are changing their energy vibration that's causing them to question, well, what the heck is going on in my life? Why am I feeling a sense of urgency, mm-hmm. right? And those folks are coming into my office and really seeking clarity and asking questions that are deep and profound, questions that they would have never asked themselves a year ago. Well, and I think, like you said, that that's the beauty of it, right? Is that we're going through this. And so if people are wondering, okay, am I crazy? Is this happening to me? It's a good thing to just keep in mind that, we're not alone or you're not alone. And then also that it is a gift and it is a blessing that we're experiencing it because I truly believe that if we look inward and we were to, I don't want to say fix, but if we're to embrace what we are and you mentioned love and everything at the heart is love and we made ourselves a better person and and better, you know, whatever that is better and betterment, then that would be a place on this earth that everyone is healed versus trying to look externally and just fix things, right? It's not to say that people don't need help and support and love and caring, but when you look inward, that's really where it, it resides. Absolutely. Inward is the only way because my truth is not your truth and your truth mm-hmm. is not my truth, right? And truth is the ultimate evidence that we need, right? How do we know? We know because it's our truth and the only way to know is to go inward. Yeah, that's that's amazing to hear. And it's just nice to hear too that, again, not being alone and that we do have the power or we are empowered to make a difference by focusing on ourselves and then spreading that love and that support and light and truth um, as much as we can. What are some things with the people that come to see you and your clients that, you know, walk me through, what are some of the exercises or some of the the work that you do? I know when I had come to see you a while back, that was more the energy, the Reiki, but now you're doing a lot more more classes and sessions on how to awaken your inner guru and things of that nature. So 
how has that evolved in terms of your your practice and how you're supporting people that are coming to see you? Oh yeah, thanks. That's a great question. You know, I I my practice evolves as I evolve, just like for anybody <laughs> else. And so I've evolved now to really, really be interested in the unconscious mind, recognizing that the unconscious mind is where all beliefs, all decision making, all choices come from. And understanding that it's only through working with the unconscious mind can we have a clear intuitive ability working with our higher self because the higher self only talks to the unconscious mind, which I think is fascinating. And so a lot of the work that I'm doing now is a mind-body-spirit approach, which I've always done. But now the mind comes in with doing something called neuro-linguistic programming Mm -hmm. and hypnosis, which completely gives people a whole new operating system. So the Reiki energy gives you an app upgrade and the NLP and the hypnosis gives you an entirely new operating system from which to view the world. And then the spirituality allows you to get to purpose and awakening and understanding your own inner wisdom and your own need for what is your purpose and mission on the planet. And so the work that I do now with clients and in classes that I teach and in workshops is 100% me and my evolution and what I know has worked for me because I don't expect clients to do anything that I haven't tried. And so I know that the combination of unconscious repatterning, Reiki energy, and then spiritual teaching is the perfect trifecta for the mind-body-soul connection because I want all of my teaching modalities to lead to wholeness. That's it. That's the ultimate goal. I want to help people get to wholeness. And then I know this way to do that is through mind, body and heart and spirit. That's fascinating to me because, and I've always believed this even as a, as a child, but that you, your mind does what you say it should do. So if you are talking down to yourself, making comments, just you might not even realize that you're doing it. Your mind thinks, okay, well, she wants, I I want to be sad. I want to do all these things, right? Or yes, I'm not enough. All of those things that we talk to ourselves, we don't realize how much we're actually impacting ourselves physically and emotionally. And when you look at they're the rules of the mind and what we're consciously putting out there. But then you also mentioned that the unconscious mind is the only thing that, you know, your higher self speaks to. What does that look like? And what does that exactly impact that a little bit for me? Yes, the higher self, right, which is our intuition, speaks to the unconscious mind because the unconscious mind is actually the goal getter, whereas the conscious mind is the goal setter. And so the higher self speaks in symbols, Uh, speaks in in, uh, metaphors, speaks in stories. The higher self very rarely speaks to us in full paragraphs like you and I are talking about now, right? And the only way to access it is through the unconscious. And so right now, a lot of us have a lot of old programming in our unconscious mind, like things you were saying, I'm unworthy, I'm undeserving, I'm not good enough. And you're right, every time we either speak or have a thought, we are literally casting a spell into the universe, because the unconscious mind takes everything personally. And so if we want a clear connection with our higher self, then we need to do the work of clearing out the old app so we have a clean slate from which we can actually hear our soul's calling and purpose. So it's kind of like a, a blueprint of sorts is that if, you, if you're if you saying something, thinking something with these biases, 
And then your, like you said, the, the symbols and the other things that your unconscious mind pulls through, that is then a blueprint or steps and an action plan, so to speak, of then your unconscious mind just saying, okay, well, this is what I've, what's been communicated to me to do, right? Right. And your higher self has the perfect blueprint for you always, but we don't access it. So you use like a combination of methods and I definitely am going to try and check that out and come and come see you because I think that that's really great to hear. So you mentioned the hypnotherapy and other things, but what are some of, I guess, the exercises or what's something that just to give an idea of like what happens um, or if, is there an example that you would mind sharing about yourself or, you know, something that's happened that's helped somebody move on to the next step when they're going through something like this? For sure. Just so you know, then this is how much I believe in it. It's that in that we, we, I offer what you call a full breakthrough. And that's a 60 to 90 day package, I suppose, for lack of a better word with me. And I'm now a certified board certified in 38 countries, which allows me to give a money back guarantee. Like I want, I really want people to hear that. I want, because it's so profound, right? It basically says if you come in, and we talk about what you want to change in your life. And if it doesn't change in your life based on the evidence that we've determined, you get your money back. Because these tools working with the unconscious mind are so powerful that literally there's a money back guarantee. So when you come into the office and we do the mind, body, soul connection, we do a full assessment, right, of what's going on in your life that takes a few hours. Then we do um, tools to help get rid of negative emotions and limiting decisions like I'm not good enough or I can't take that step or I'm not smart enough or I'm not lovable or men just don't ask me out on dates or whatever belief that we've convinced ourselves is true. We literally wipe the slate clean. Then we go in and we implant new programming. Literally, new programming. What is it that you want? How do I? And we have the tools now to implant that into your unconscious, right? And remember, the unconscious is the goal getter. We're implanting new goals, and then the unconscious now has a job to do. It's going to help you get those goals. And it's going to help you do that because we've taken all the filters away about why you can't do that. Then we teach the spiritual teachings. We get into purpose. We get into conversations around energy. We do meditations. We do energy tapping. We do um, energy healing. We we really give you a 360 approach to life, to wholeness. And then we integrate. And I stay with you until you integrate this into your life. Because the worst thing would be to give you new tools and then send you on your way and not be the person that walks beside you while you figure out how these new tools work in your life. So for example, I had a woman who wanted to quit her job and wanted to start her own business as a freelancer. She wanted to be a life coach. I have a lot of clients who come to me who decided they want to quit corporate and go into some sort of healing arts. This happens to be a sweet spot, I guess. She had all these limiting decisions about why she couldn't do it. And she did the, the big breakthrough. We worked together for 90 days. And today she is a successful practicing coach making money she's happy healthy wealthy and if you I mean if you were to ask her she would say it has 100% to do with recognizing that you can't deal with choices and limiting decisions from a conscious place that it has to be the unconscious 
That's amazing. And for people that can't come in person, because I do know a lot of the energy work and some things, it, it is good to always be around and in person. But is there also, you know, long distance options? Yeah, this is all available by Zoom. Mm-hmm. All of it is and, and any homework and tasks uh, are also all available by Zoom. Um, I have clients, as I'm sure you do, I have clients all over the country. So uh, I, I will never recommend a modality where someone has to be right in front of me. Although there's definitely times when it makes it just more fun. And the tapping too, I'm sure in some instances, which I'm a firm believer of that. I've just tried it a couple of times on my own, like by Googling, even just like if you're stressed out or if you're feeling tired or something else and you just do some of the simple techniques, yeah. I've been very amazed about how your yeah. energy points kick in. So much. There's a beautiful, there's a gentleman and I get no endorsement by this. There's a guy named Brad Yates. He has a YouTube channel. It's all free. And I think he's one of the best tappers in the world. Well, I'm definitely going to check that out. Brad Yates on YouTube. What would you say has been the most surprising thing for you on the journey from where you started out? And and I say just in general in life, but then also where you are now, what's surprised you the most? The thing that surprised me the most is the power of love. I've heard it all of my life that love is the answer. I've heard that love will do the work. I've heard that love is the way to go. I have never understood it as profoundly as I've understood in these last two years about the capacity to give love and the capacity to receive love and the capacity to be in the energy of love and how it can absolutely transform any situation. And so I think for me, the most surprising part is the power of that word and infused uh, in a pure intentional way, love is actually all you need. And it's not just some cheesy song. Like I've witnessed it, I embrace it, and I empower it. It's pure love. I mean, when you're in a conflict or you're having something simple, it's ha- technology. We're in Mercury retrograde right now, which I feel like we're always going through. Every time I turn around, it's around, it's around the corner. But if you're sending love to uh, your technology, if you are in an argument with somebody or you feel tension in a meeting at work, even just being in center and thinking of love, not even sending it necessarily to the other person, if you don't feel comfortable with that, but to yourself, it can completely transform the conversation or the outcome versus reacting in a way that we don't think. And I think that that's just a beautiful message that you gave because time and time again, when I'm speaking with people on the show, they, they bring up love and that that is at the heart of everything. It's at the heart of energy and whatever you believe, you don't have to believe something. Some people want to see it first and experience it before they believe it. But I do think that love is at the heart and the core. It is. Love is the way to the heart of yourself, right? I mean, that's what it is. Brings you back to yourself. And then when you realize that we're all connected, that means when you send love to somebody else, you're actually also just sending it back to yourself. True. What's the number one thing you'd like for people to take away from our conversation today? That you're not alone. There's many, many people who have been down this path of the dark night, that there's a family of souls around you that when you're struggling, you have support. When you feel like you can't take anymore, you're in the heart of the universal heart and mind, and that there are people around you who will help you get through this. And when you don't believe that you will get through this, know that you will, because we did. And that the journey from absence to presence is one of the most beautiful and profound journeys you'll ever take, and that you will absolutely be grateful for when it's over. 
Amen. I just think that that's such a, it resonates with me. I'm sure it resonates with a lot of people that are listening. And I couldn't thank you enough for joining and sharing your story with us. And it has certainly not only been enlightening, but a blessing as well. And would love to have you back on at another time. And if you are interested in finding out more on Awaken Anata or from Priya and what she offers or even just to, I, I was fascinated about her story as an attorney prior to, and just everything she's given out, feel free to check out her website at awakeninada.com. That's A-W-A-K-E-N-A-N-A-D-A.com. And thanks again, Priya. And I will definitely be calling you for some of that work. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course. Enjoy the rest of your day. Have a blessed day. To recap this episode of A Psychic Story, one, often what we think of as burnout is actually an awakening of the soul, also known as the dark night of the soul, which is a calling to our higher purpose. Two, sometimes we don't recognize that we are going through is not a life crisis, but rather a healing crisis. It is time to get off of autopilot. Take the time to figure out what is the intention of your existence. Three, the biggest thing to remember is that during this time, you are descending into the heart of yourself. It is taking you from one phase of your life to another. We don't consciously choose for it to happen. Our soul unconsciously chooses it for us. Four, your pain and loneliness are preparing you for your destiny. Five, While it certainly is not easy when you are in crisis, you are not meant to go through it alone. There is a lot of work to do when we go inward. Remember to tap your support system to remind you that you are magnificent. Six, Mother Earth is experiencing her own ascension. Her earthquakes are creating our life quakes. There is more to life than separation, and we are more connected than we are different. This is causing us to express more love and vibrate on a higher plane. Seven, inward is the only way. Your truth is not my truth. Eight, The conscious mind is the goal getter. The unconscious mind is the goal getter. So the only way to access our higher selves is to go within. Nine, you are never alone. There is a family of souls around you supporting you. You will get through this. The journey is one of the most beautiful and profound journeys you will ever experience. Thank you for listening to A Psychic Story. Please be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and join the conversation on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. All episodes are free on your favorite podcast player or at a psychicstory.com.